Hello everyone and welcome back to season two of In My Humble Opinion, which is the Daily Nebraskan Opinion Sections podcast. If you can hear us a little better than you could last semester, that is because we're in person with actual microphones this time. It's very exciting. Yay. <laughs> we still have masks though, so you know if this mandate expires, you'll hear us even better in the future. So it's just getting better from here, guys. That's the reason you need to get vaccinated, so you can hear our voices crystal clear. Yeah, so I'm Sydney Miller. I'm the uh, senior opinion editor, and I'm a senior. I'm a psychology major. Uh, my favorite color is purple. My favorite ice cream, peanut butter fudge, for sure. Yeah, so I'm Brian Beach. I'm a junior journalism major, and readers of the Daily Nebraskan may recognize me as the guy who visited all 87 Runza locations <laughs> um, last summer. I sadly only made it to five this summer, so I really got to get those numbers up. But yeah, that's probably my, my biggest claim to fame here. Make your Runza quota, Brian. Yeah, I, I need to work on that. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm Nick Finan. Uh, I am a uh, opinion writer as well. I'm a uh, political science major, a junior, and you know, you might know me from my frequent articles about how everything is terrible and we're all going to die. Speaking of which, we're not going to die if you wear your mask. At least yes. that's what the university hopes. So let's talk about how we came back to school. Um, for you guys, were your classes on Monday and Tuesday, did they have mask requirements or were you just barefaced in those? Uh, for like one of my classes on uh, Tuesday, there was a mask requirement but for uh er oh it, yeah there was like some were mask requirements some weren't uh i would say it's about 50 50. and i didn't have any that had mask requirements necessarily but i think it's interesting to see how social pressure played a huge role right because right. i had two classes that basically 100 percent, maybe 95 percent wore masks and then there were two classes where no one wore masks and so i wore the mask in realized okay i'm going to be the only one wearing a mask took it off and you'd see other people do the same and so it's interesting to see how social pressure really played a role in all of that yeah no i i agree a couple of my professors were like i can't require it but i like humbly request it and you know i'm a psych major and gender studies minor so all my classes are full of liberals so pretty much everyone was wearing masks so when i heard the mandate nothing really changed for me but do we want to talk a little bit more about re-implementing the mask mandate I guess what I think is really interesting is the way the university has worded this mask mandate. And if you go into any buildings now, you'll see signs that say face covering required indoors. And then right below that, as directed by local public health officials. Now, UNL does have its own mask mandate, and it started one day before the Lancaster County mask mandate. But I think it's really interesting that Nebraska really, as the university at least, is saying, you know, we weren't really the ones that are mandating it, it's the county. And so they're able to kind of push the blame onto the county, which has required it, while still, and I, I would argue that a lot of the leadership at UNL um, and probably a lot of students um, wanted a mask mandate in general. So I think it's really interesting the way they're wording this and kind of trying to portray this as just a way to go along with the local public health officials and not a decision on their own. I tend to agree that, you know, the university wants to push as much blame away from them. Uh, and, you know, they don't specifically call out, like, the county or the city or anything like that. They just don't want the blame on them. 
That's, I mean, that's fair. That's usually how organizations work. But I do think it's an interesting rhetoric to have. And also, they haven't updated all the signs. Like, a lot of them are still like, if you're not vaccinated, wear a mask. If you are, you're still, like, encouraged to wear a mask. And it's, like, mandated. But, yeah, so we have have some hot takes on the mask mandates coming at you live from the Daily Nebraskan Opinion section. So I'll go first. Um, Mine is probably the least helpful opinion because I'm just saying we messed up in the past and I don't have any recourse for the future. But I think that they shouldn't have been so quick to get rid of the mask mandate in the first place. I think even though Lancaster County and obviously the rest of the state were um, moving away from those mask mandates, I think that the university should have waited because they didn't know how many people were going to, they didn't know how many people were vaccinated or not. They didn't know what the the reentry tests were going to look like. And so I think that if we had come in and they had had that expectation all along and they said, okay, you're going to come back to school, but you have to wear a mask for the beginning of it. We may drop that mandate, but we're going to have it. I think that would have changed the culture on maybe not significantly, but I feel like it would have sent a message. They gave us like two days of a taste of freedom (laughs) from our masks and then pulled that away from us. In where I live in Maryland, we we got rid of the mask mandate in like July. And so I worked for like a week and a half without it. And then it went back. And that was just sort of frustrating. But also I was like, okay, yeah, cases are getting worse. But I can't imagine like for people here who may just live in Nebraska who haven't had a mandate for months, like it's not surprising that I see a lot of people not wearing masks. Yeah, I mean, I spent this summer in rural Antelope County, Nebraska, and didn't get to wear my wonderful My Local County News branded mask once (laughs) the entire summer. So I guess I have an opportunity now. It's a little too late for that. But it was definitely interesting kind of coming back to the city and, and putting that back on again after not having worn it for three months, really. And I think that's why there's a lot of, like, mental health stuff tied in with it, too, because it just sort of feels like you're literally putting the mask back on and it's like a physical reminder of when everything was terrifying and people were dying all the time and people people still are dying people are dying a lot um so it it, but for me it just made me feel like oh my god the mask mandates back everything's terrible again so many people are gonna die like we're just back right back where we started the reimposition of the mask mandate has sort of made me feel like oh no it's it's happening again Mm -hmm. covid is uh, once again affecting the school year it is you know and it makes me worry that what if it gets so bad that we have to go all online and that's that's really worrying because i can't do online classes (laughs) they're terrible i hate them they're very bad well i mean not to be this black-pilled person without any (laughs) hope but uh, i mean right now the situation in lincoln in the hospitals is the worst that it has been now it's interesting because after a summer maskless and and kind of becoming more used to living with COVID-19, it it doesn't necessarily feel that way, especially because there are vaccines and it feels as though there's maybe some more semblance of control, but there are certainly, we're we're in a much worse position um, with COVID right now, this August than we were last August. And yet last August, we were not sure if we were going to have a football season at all, let alone one with fans. And now we've got uh, full capacity Memorial Stadium, and so they do have to wear masks, though. 
That just came out today. Just outdoors as well? Yeah. Or, or for the Memorial Stadium. I'm not sure how enforceable that is. I yeah, that's, yeah. That, I mean, anyone that watched college football last <laughs> year knows that an outdoor football stadium mask mandate is going to get about 25% compliance. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. But I, I think what's unique about this situation is now we are, we are in an objectively worse spot. We have fewer restrictions um, at the same time. But yeah, and I'll get into this point later, but I don't really see a, a real end to this pandemic, or at least this, these cases. It's more just the, the reaction to it that will, will dictate that. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we are in a lot and we're in a much worse spot, but I think the difference now is that some people, if you're vaccinated, there's a lot less fear, at least for myself. Once I got vaccinated in April, I was doing the same things. I was just going around with a mask on, but I felt a lot less on edge and uptight all the time. And I know that I obviously still can get COVID, but the the fear, it's a lot more mitigated. I believe I got vaccinated, I think, in either March or April. Really, pretty early on, I you know got an email from the Lincoln Health Department got my vaccine it was real real simple real quick and ever since then i have slowly become more and more like resentful towards wearing a mask because you know i'm vaccinated i and i i know that's like somewhat of an irresponsible position but i just feel like i got this vaccine and i want things to go back to normal there's conflicting evidence on whether or not if everyone was vaccinated could we have herd immunity there doesn't seem to be any solid agreement. Well, I think that's a, a moot point at this point right. because we're not we're not right. going to get everyone back. If you get enough people mm-hmm. vaccinated, theoretically, it could you know lessen cases to a degree where it things can mostly go back to normal. I think that in order for people to register for classes, you should be required to be vaccinated at the very least for in-person classes. Uh, the Pfizer shot just got its full FDA approval. The other the other shots will probably get theirs pretty soon. They're already at least emergency approved, which is more or less equivalent if it hasn't gone through the full process of testing. So I would agree that the FDA approval is important in being able to mandate Mm -hmm. a vaccine because for a long time this argument was, well, we've mandated these other vaccines. Why won't you take this? And and the lack of an FDA approval certainly was, in my view, a, a real deterrent for saying, hey, we really shouldn't make people take this vaccine. And again, I, they're going to have your ADA and your religious exemptions, and that's something that still should be in effect. But, I mean, we've seen Ohio State uh, was one of the more recent universities to require the vaccine. At the same time, I, I don't know that that's going to make that much of a difference. But one other piece on this vaccine that I think a lot of people seem to get wrong about the people who have not been vaccinated yet is that so many... Uh, at least in the media it's portrayed, or maybe the, the wrong sides of social media, but it's portrayed as, oh, these are the extreme right-wingers who believe it's a Bill Gates microchip situation. And and that's not, I mean, maybe those aren't the people that I, are in my circle. I don't hang out with anyone like that. But most people that I know that are unvaccinated, it's simply a matter of, hey, you can catch COVID with the vaccine, you can catch COVID without the vaccine. What's the point? And so I do think that mandate will be like okay a reluctant agreement i don't think there's going to be as much backlash over individuals Um, in principle yes there will be incredible backlash but i i can't say i really disagree with it the way that i would have had it not been fda approved as long as there are exemptions and it's not a super 
challenging situation for students not wishing to be vaccinated. I think that a lot, the, the majority of people who aren't vaccinated, it's a lot of, it's not so much anti-vaccination as it is vaccine hesitancy, which is still, you know, an issue. Well, I guess so my, my other take on this, though, and when it comes to vaccines and masks overall, is I, I do not see a situation in which um, vaccinations, even full vaccination, is going to be enough to where we can go back to normal just because of low COVID numbers. I mean, we could go back to normal theoretically today if we wanted to lift all restrictions. Is that going to be a good idea? I don't know. That's up to you, the viewer, to decide. But the my opinion is, is no. <laughs> the interesting thing to note: Rice University in Houston, Texas, went their first two weeks all online classes due to breakthrough COVID cases and breakthrough being from people who are vaccinated we're still getting COVID. I mean, that's still something that happens, but 98.5%, this is according to the New York Times, 98.5% of Rice University students were vaccinated and they still shut down in-person learning. My concern here is throughout the rest of the pandemic, we've always had this thing we're working toward. If only we would just social distance for a little bit, then we'll get back to normal. Well, if only we can wait for the vaccine and, oh, now it needs to be approved for everybody and everybody needs access and, oh, now people under 12 and, and there's always been this, if we can just get everybody vaccinated, then it's the end. What you're seeing at Rice and what you're seeing in Israel, a country that has one of the earliest to vaccinate a vast majority of its population is now experiencing a COVID surge, is that vaccination isn't going to end COVID. Right. And do I still recommend the vaccine? Certainly. Is it going to be effective in ending COVID? Certainly not. Is it going to have that much of a difference? I don't think so. And so when you're looking for policymakers to say, hey, am I going to implement a mask mandate? The understanding of, well, once we get through this crisis, if we just mask up, we social distance, we get the vaccine. I hear Dr. Fauci saying we'll be ready by spring 2022. I've just heard so many of these promises and at this point i don't know what's left so many deadlines arbitrary deadlines that we've set and missed right so i guess what i'm saying I mean, even this year we have decided that we're okay with a certain amount of covid and to maintain in-person classes and i think my view is that overall you're going to slowly start to see we have a higher threshold for covid we're acceptable with now thankfully we're not in australia or new zealand where that acceptability threshold is far lower and they're in a tough situation because eventually they're going to have to accept covid and or maintain lockdown for an indefinite period of time so i think we're in a much better situation here but the unfortunate truth and in my view is that you're going to have to accept living with covid or living with lockdown and it's your choice but over the next 10 years i i really don't see this being eradicated the way we hear about polio and a lot of these other diseases there is not really much of an end to the curve and so when policymakers are making decisions it's not just a oh until the end of september they're setting a precedent for a really long time and so again that's something that people smarter than i am will have to decide but at least recognize that it's not a a temporary matter and and that's i think what i wish more people would at least understand as they're making these decisions that's a pretty big bummer i think that as far as i i don't know all the science on the vaccines and all that but i mean 
I feel like, can, do we, do you feel like there's a consensus that like masks reduce transmission? Yeah. I think that's pretty, that's pretty, you know, well, well documented that masks reduce the rate of transmission. I think that the issue is masks are like broadly, I mean, most Americans are fine with wearing masks, but they don't like it. And I think we're going to get to the point where people are just going to stop doing it because they've been doing it for long enough and they just, they just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and I guess it's just going to have to be that risk-reward. I mean, is it worth it to wear the mask for a slightly reduced chance of COVID? I, I think there is a lot of science backing up that masks can slow down the spread and, and a lot of that being done in lab simulations. As far as mask mandates and their actual real-world implications, and, or implementations, I should say, I really don't see the, the strong trend in, that, that you would expect. I think last year, you know, seeing states with mask mandates and states without and strict COVID versus non-strict COVID regulations, the difference in the, the states and COVID numbers, it really wasn't very drastic. And part of that is I can't say for sure if that's the mask mandates not working or they're not strict enough or people are Or they're not, not reporting cases. Rep well, yes, greetings from Nebraska where like, we don't yeah. do that anymore. But that's something that I'm still not entirely sure. I mean, I just I think seeing masks or vaccines as a silver bullet is in wrong way of looking at things. Can it help? Perhaps. But to, to say there's such a stark difference of masks, it's safe. No masks, it's not. It's yeah. not black and white at all. Dealing with COVID, not like eradicating, but dealing with it, you know, it, it requires a diversity of tactics. We're going to need masks and vaccines and the ability to to treat people. We need more nurses and doctors. A lot of doctors over the pandemic and a lot of healthcare workers in general have quit because it's just too stressful. And I think that's something we need to be looking out for. I generally think we need more of those people. So I guess I'd pose this question to the, the two of you. Would, would you be okay with an on-again, off-again mask mandate for the next, really, I guess, the rest of your college careers? Uh, I mean, uh, assuming, and I, I know it's a huge granted to say that this will continue on, and I, I sure hope that it does disappear, but I'm just not seeing the data point to that. Is that something that you think would be a, a good idea? I don't think it would be a good idea, but if it happens, if it happens, I'll do it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm not going to like it. I mean, I think I would be more okay with being in that sort of toxic relationship with masks because I just feel like for a long time I was doing, you know, what you were talking about, the danger of setting an end, an end date to this. Like once we get the vaccine, then once we get this, then everything will be fine. And I come back here and I realize everything is not fine and cases are rising and stuff is going all sideways but I feel like I've taken the time to sort of have like a come to Jesus moment where I'm like okay you know what it's not going to go back to normal I'm not going to have a normal college experience I may be on campus this whole year and I'm going to be really grateful for that but I'll probably be wearing masks the whole year and if I have to wear a mask next year or in years after that that's fine. I'm not going to think about it too much, and I'm not going to put too much effort into being upset about it because, yeah, it sucks. I wish people would get vaccinated. I wish people wouldn't be selfish. I wish people would think about other people. And But I just feel like 
there's so much I cannot control. And the only thing I can control is how I am viewing this. And so I'm just choosing to view it. Today's like, I'm wearing a mask. Like, I'm going to go get a Scooby-Doo mask from Etsy. Might as well have fun with it. Do you guys wear masks outside at no. all? Or, yeah, no. Me, yeah, me <laughs> well, neither. it's like 100 degrees. and Yeah, yeah. And the, the, <laughs> the transmission outside seems to be, from what I've seen, seems yeah. to be pretty low, especially if you're vaccinated. We're all vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the risk of outside, fairly low. But inside, makes sense. Yeah, well, Oregon Governor Kate Brown would disagree with that. Because I guess Oregon did mandate masks outdoors recently, and and so I don't think that's something that's going to happen in Nebraska, and maybe that's one of those moments to be thankful. And now I'm now I'm really sounding like one of those freedom loving red state <laughs> people, but but perhaps I am in this case just because I, I I don't see a good end to where any of this is going. So yeah, I I would say masks outdoors, and, and really to the point of as we move forward, the mask mandate. You know, to wear a mask in Walmart is one of the least frustrating things to me um of all the the parts of covid i don't really mind that what i what i mind are the big event cancellations and the even probably more so the the big event shaming the the idea of people being unselfish for not wearing a mask for not being vaccinated and, and what i guess i've said is i am certainly um, not anti-vax i got the vaccine i would encourage everybody to get the vaccine but I'm in a way an anti-anti-anti-vaxxer and that to, to say that people who are deriding those for not getting the vaccine because they're the reason for the pandemic, that to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You have to put your anger on someone. That's how human behavior <laughs> works. As a psychology a major, I say that we're allowed to hate people who didn't get the vaccine because we have to be mad at someone. It's kind of hard to be mad at a disease. It yes. doesn't have any mm -hmm. agency. Uh, you can't really be mad at it. But you can be mad at people who seem to be actively doing everything to not help this process of dealing with COVID go along. Particularly during the height of the pandemic, like anti-mask people who would throw fits in the grocery store or whatever. And it's like, it's not that big a deal. I, I've never understood the anti-mask You're thing. like, ma'am, this is a high V, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. 16, I'm working minimum wage. Yes, Just put exactly. your mask on. Exactly. I, I don't really think that wearing a mask is that big a deal. It's just a little annoying, and I'm kind of tired. I mean, I have some anger towards people who don't get vaccinated, and I will share resources from time to time. There's, like, vaccination clinics going on all around campus for the next week because the Pfizer just got approved. And so I'm going to post about those resources, and I have told people in my life who are not vaccinated that they should get vaccinated. But I'm not going to go, like, abuse someone because they're not vaccinated. I'd be like, where's your card? Oh, you don't have a card? I'm going to verbally abuse you now. Can I just say the vaccine card? It is the most inconvenient size. Like, it doesn't fit into a wallet <laughs> at all. It's just, it's not easy to carry around. I mean, it fits into a passport just fine, so I guess that works. But, yeah. yeah you, that's what, you don't hear people talk about the vaccine wallet. It's always the vaccine <laughs> passport. That is true. That is true. So, so uh, closing thoughts. Personally, I think that masks are annoying, but a necessary part of life. Uh, we need to just accept them. And, you know, just be, just be cool about it. I think that masks or no masks, I think the problem really comes from like, 
inside your brain and what how you're perceiving the situation I sound like my mother but it's true you know the only thing you can control is your outlook on it and if you're gonna be pissed about wearing a mask that's gonna just make your life worse and you're gonna have to wear a mask or not or you can just choose not to wear a mask so I think that I support mask mandates because I think that they help reduce the transmission of COVID and I think COVID is bad I wish that we didn't have to have them but at this point I'm just like Masks are a part of life. I might as well order some more. Yeah, and, and I agree. Masks are not the end of the world. Uh, at the same time, I do think it's important to you know, be on the lookout for just what is um, being demanded. And, and again, I, I the masks are, are not the end-all, be-all here, but just to, to at least understand that if there are certain freedoms and my goodness i know i'm i know what i'm sounding like here but if there are certain freedoms that are being taken away to, to recognize that hey this is not something that oh the covid cases are going to magically go down and we'll all celebrate and we'll have a big covid free parade in 2022 that's that's unfortunately not the reality but at this point what you can do i would recommend yeah vaccinate i don't think masks are the hill to die on but do recognize that this is going to be with us for a while and so, you know, whatever politicians you're looking at or trying to get policies passed through, like that's an important thing to consider. All right. Well, I think that just wraps up our first episode. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week talking about we don't know yet because something will probably happen between recording this and the next few days. It'll be really big and we'll have to talk about it. Can y'all believe it's only the fourth day? Um, but it's already the fourth day. I would agree it's already the fourth it's day. It's already the fourth That's, day. Already the fourth. <laughs> yeah, like... no, it, a lot's happened in this yes. first week. And we will have opinions about all of it, I promise. And we thank you for making us a part of your first week here on campus. Yeah, unless you're listening to this in, like, February awkward but thanks for listening and i hope everyone stays safe doesn't get covid and is able to find some inner peace somehow